Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And we want to welcome back for our last minute uh, in the club with Gina Radcliffe from the Kill by Kill podcast. Hello, this is my last episode, regrettably. Aww. You said you're going to just kind of stay around in the background. I'm just going to hang around with you guys, <laughs> if you don't mind. I'll, I'll just occasionally interject my thoughts with the, you know, over the other guests. Which club <laughs> member do you think you would most identify with as if you were standing in the background of our podcast? Would it be the oh, Charlie Parton? Oh, definitely, definitely the guy with the, uh, that, that Charlie shoves out of the way, because he's very <laughs> awkwardly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, for the record, this is uh, minute 67 of Fright Night. It begins with more dancing and ends with a brutal invitation. We have uh, Amy uh, beginning to twirl with Jerry. And uh, I want to mention this one bit of trivia. There was actually no music at all while they filmed this. They just had a beat track playing, just, you know, keeping time. Hmm. But that was it. There was no... And I guess that's usual for, for movies and TV, if there's any sort of, you know, mm-hmm. dancing or whatever. Um, there's usually just kind of a beat track. There's no actual music because you had to catch the dialogue. Um, but uh, it, it just... I, I, they do so well with the sound design, I think, that uh, it does seem like it's music that's happening in this club. Right. Um, so as they twirl, this is when Amy catches a look at herself in the mirror, twirling by herself. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty. This is a pretty good. This is a pretty good bit. I mean, again, it's a, it's a it's a pretty common trope, and 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 I think it's if memory serves, it's not the first time that we realize that he doesn't have a reflection. I mean, not that that's surprising. That yeah. is a thing with vampires, but uh, but yeah, this is a pretty clever way of doing that. Yeah, uh, there's been two times it's happened before. I mean, it did happen a few minutes ago, but he was in the mirror, and we pointed that <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's happened twice before. Uh, the one time, you know, we talked about this and we didn't catch it was in Judy Brewster's bedroom as he's walking by the, the mirror. It's so blatantly obvious that you feel kind of dumb. If you, I mean, I yeah, yeah, but I, I, how many years and how many times have I seen this movie? And it really didn't, I didn't notice. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just more thinking, like, he's in the house, you yeah. know? Yeah. Do you remember that scene, Gina? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did it work on you? Did you go, oh, he doesn't have a reflection? Or did you not even notice it, like us? <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to try to think when the first time I saw it, if it, yeah. whether or not it, it registered on me. I mean, I, I feel like it must have, but maybe not. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really sure. I, I honestly, I don't think I ever caught it until we started doing this podcast, which is sad that we're the guys doing Fright Night Minute. But, right. uh, you know, um, so, yeah, it, it did slightly work, you know, more of an impact when Peter sees or doesn't see uh, Jerry in his cigarette, cigarette case mirror. But I think it really works here. I think it's uh, uh, really well done. Um, How do they do it? Well, 
It's weird. They totally edit him out. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they, just cut him, they, put, they put him in a, in a giant green suit <laughs> all the way over his face and everything. And, uh, yeah, they cut him out with, uh, it was like Industrial Light and Magic, I believe. Oh, uh, cool. They took yeah, a break yeah. from Star Wars at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, half these people in here, puppets. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Where did they get the puppets? <laughs> I don't know, Henson's Workshop, or oh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe you see the Count in the background somewhere here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vaughn! He's, he's, keeping, he's keeping the... Uh, he's the, doing the, the beat track. The beat track. One, two! <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, this kind of snaps her out of it a little bit. She's, she's again, has this fearful look on her face. She's realizing, Damn. holy crap, this yeah. is, I'm, I'm really with a vampire here. Uh, just, like, just like Charlie said. All right, this is uh, this is our section of the podcast. This is basically going to be called Robin Reads, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll go to uh, Len to help me uh, help me out with this. Help me out with some line readings here. Oh, okay. All right, so we go to so in the script, this all this all plays out differently. Okay. Your your favorite scene, Gina, is pretty much hardly. Not even in this. The script decides to focus on Charlie through this. It doesn't. Mm. Doesn't. She, so so Amy walks off with Jerry, and we stay with Charlie on the phone. And uh, and like I said, she kind of like walks off down a hallway or something, and you don't even know where she goes. And she's like, "There's nobody around. It's some sort of weird, dreamy thing." But that's all you see of Amy until mm. Charlie spots her. Uh, so he, in the script it says Charlie slams the phone down, turning to Amy, and Charlie says. God damn him. He won't help us. <laughs> Only Amy's gone. I'm reading right from the script. Only Amy is gone. The hallway empty. Charlie rushes toward the dance floor, looking about in a crush of people for Amy. Nothing. It's as if she's disappeared into thin air. He plunges out into the crowd. Cut to another part of the bar area. Charlie moves among the people, desperately searching for Amy. He passes the drunken teenagers, ignoring them as he suddenly bumps into a table, a man yelling up at him angrily. Hey, watch out, asshole. And by the way, this guy is called Coke User. <laughs> Charlie glances down to see the table of users grouped around their mirror of white powder. Like there's a, people just sitting at a table with just a big pile of white powder. <laughs> well, it, was, it was the 80s. <laughs> he moves quickly away, searching for Amy. He stops by the wall of posiers, cruising everything that walks by, asking a girl that looks from behind as though she might be Amy's age. Pardon me, have you uh, seen a girl, light-haired? The girl turns to him, revealing herself as a woman well into her mid-forties, decked out like a teenager, staring at him hungrily. Forget her, take me instead. (laughs) (laughs) She reaches out to kiss Charlie, and he flees into the crowd of flesh watchers, laughing laughing at him as he goes. He moves along a wall of lesbians, stopping one, his desperation growing. I'm looking for a girl. So am I. (laughs) I knew that was going to be the next, I knew that was going to be the next line. Before Charlie can recover, a woman moves into her arms. Uh, His arms, I think, his arms? Charlie, shocked and disconcerted, backing away until he bumps into a halt against a heavy metal biker, the kind of guy who's into Twisted Sister. The (laughs) The parody of a biker throws him to the floor for the insult. His friends walking parodies of bikers, laughing at Charlie as he leaps to his feet and backs away into the crowd. He breaks free of the packed humanity, stopping on the stairs. It's at that moment that he catches a glimpse of Amy on the dance floor, dancing with Jerry. He hurries down the steps and onto the floor. 
And uh, also into the script, in the script, it says, at this point, Amy now uh, is dancing, and then we see her noticing that he has no reflection. And she snaps out of it and actually screams Charlie's name. Mm. And that's how Ch- Charlie actually finds her. Ah, okay. Now, if you like, if you read that script and all the and all the like blocking and all, how big is this nightclub? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he is, he's just running down hallways and upstairs and just you know passing by all these different groups of people and still somehow isn't able to see her. I mean, I, I nightclubs aren't that big. That that's why they're that's why they're constantly so crowded and hot because you have hundreds of people on a little tiny dance floor. They're making it sound like he's running around a factory. <laughs> <laughs> well, j- remember, he is in a club that had a fully dressed chef uh, uh, cooking in the kitchen for somebody. It's like a Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah. I just so, like that it's like one of those like only in the movies clubs where you have like bikers and heavy metal people right, right. like just listening to that new wave sound as 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 your twisted sister fans <laughs> were off the, into in the eighties. Yeah. This was like every trope Tom could think of in, in one second. My yeah, favorite part in the script is that when he, when he writes, he says he moves a wall along a wall of lesbians and he puts lesbians in capital letters. <laughs> is, is he the lesbians. woman that has it? The woman is she like lists lesbian number one no, or just lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even get a name. Lesbian. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, it is sad. We're missing out on the coke years. I mean, we could have had some great the older woman who looks like a teenager but isn't and, and is like ready to rock, you know. And, and I love how, I love how that's Charlie. like treated as potentially horrifying <laughs> yeah. as everything Charlie has seen up to this point. Oh my god, she's in her mid forties, get away. <laughs> a middle Woman put hit on me. Oh. <laughs> he just runs through a wall and just leaves like a hole shaped like himself, like I a mean, Wally Coyote cartoon. He's fought through coke user, older woman, lesbians, and bikers, and now he's got a face of vampire at the end. Isn't he? He? he I don't think he's as scared anymore after all this. It's, <laughs> he's ready. Like he's seen it handle. all. Speaking of older women, I wonder what Charlie's Charlie's mom's up to right yeah, now. Judy. Hey, Judy. Judy is a kind of a, a our crush. You know? <laughs> Kind of, she left. She left his dinner in the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'd like to leave my dinner in her oven. Hey, wow. <laughs> spicy. We already got. Right? <laughs> we got past. We got past the spicy stuff already. Come on. <laughs> So, uh, so back to the actual movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, suddenly Charlie's there. He pulls Jerry by the shoulder and says through clenched teeth, let her go. Uh, and then there's just this moment where the three kind of stand there looking at each other. And I love that Charlie is just, just slightly bobbing back on it, back and forth on his feet, just like getting ready. He's like, it's going to happen. We're going to throw down right now. It's like, child, what are you going to do? <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, yeah, Amy is, a, Amy is a bit frozen, but he, she, she does seem to recognize Charlie. And that's when, uh, Jerry turns to Amy and starts to kiss her. And Amy is very accepting of this kiss. Yeah. Just reaches up and kind of grabs him. And I just want to say, I love the fact that this is like his, he, this, he doesn't have to say anything. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> and just starts making out with her. Uh, however, in the script, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Jerry says, "What's wrong, J- Charlie? Jealous?" 
He grinds his pelvis against Amy, dry-humping her in front of Charlie. She throws her head back, her mouth opening in something close to ecstasy, her eyes glazed, staring up at him with adoration, giving herself to him as she cocks her head to one side, exposing, one side, exposing her tender young throat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was in the script, but instead it was just, you know, wordless, and then he just goes and kisses her. And, uh, yeah, Charlie looks like he's about to cry at this point. Filthy son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he throws the, throws the punch, and Jerry stops it with one hand, not even looking. He's got the, he's got the vampire senses. He's a Jedi, yeah. Was he going to punch him in the back of the head? Like, wouldn't that mess up Amy's dental work a little bit? If... <laughs> You'd be like... How? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh... Jerry uh, casually stops kissing Amy and looks at Charlie and, and uh, you know, Amy. All is, Her eyes are completely on Jerry. She doesn't even waste a glance on, on I'm Charlie. so heartbroken for I know. him. Uh, and that, that's when he crushes Charlie's fist with his powerful hand and uh, that brings Charlie's, you know, his, his knees start to buckle as he crumbles to the ground. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've never had my fist crunched before. <laughs> But like, I'm not sure if that would that would be my first reaction. Like, I'd be like trying to pull away rather than just like fall to the like. Would that right. cause your knees to buckle? Your knees to buckle. I don't. I don't know. It's never. Ha- Let's try it out right here, live on the bi- podcast. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. Throw a punch at me. I'll catch it. Uh, should I do it in the back of your head? Or? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Jerry, always the gentleman, says it's not polite that he's losing his temper. And Charlie says, you can't kill me here. And Jerry says, I don't want to kill you, Charlie. Hmm. I want you to bring Peter Vincent to my house. Just the two of you. I love that. Just just the two of you. Like, he's really, that he lets his anger out just a little bit. There. Yeah. He's so pissed off at him. That is if you ever want to see Amy again. Mm. <laughs> um... I, I finally, the last thing I'm going to read to you is a quote from Tom Holland from the uh, magazine Cinefax talking about the club scene. He says, quote, I wanted to play by all the conventions to be fair to my audience. It would have been very disappointing if Jerry Dandridge hadn't been attractive and suave and didn't get the girl. What kind of vampire would, it, would he have been? Vampires are metaphoric for seduction and sexuality, and you can make a much more interesting film if you explore the psychological subtext, if you investigate what's going on below the surface. And Black Love right now is laughing at us because Tom is proving him right. Um, aside from viewing it as a seemingly simple horror film, you can look at, it, look at it as a young boy fighting for his girl who's being stolen away by an older man. That's the primal level on which this story operates. So yeah, Tom's saying right there, this is all about guys stealing a girl right here. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, think that's just like what Black Gloves was saying. No, <laughs> that, no, no. I, I, still don't, I still don't buy the whole... That, trying to help yeah. you out, Black Gloves, wherever you yeah. are. Sure. So, this, uh, this minute ends with uh, Charlie being um, completely, uh, you know, destroyed here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he basically, you know, it's kind of equivalent to basically just kicking him in the nuts in front of everybody. I mean, that's oh, just like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, he has basically emasculated him in front of a bunch of people. 
And the fact that Amy doesn't even look, doesn't even look. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't, oh. she doesn't address him. Like, no, he's like not there. And then that's like, that's like, that's way worse than, than someone just telling you to, to, to fuck off. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you're not even, you're not even worth me even acknowledging your presence. Yeah. This would have been a really sad movie if uh, at the end of it all, Charlie would be like, you know, I just can't get over how you blew me off in the club. He's <laughs> <laughs> so mad at her. Yeah, jealous. yeah. Still, still holding on to that. Now, this is. Yeah, like a, like a year later when they're still at days, like, remember when you were dancing with him at the club? <laughs> yeah, you want to dance like in the club, right? Remember that? Well, if they ever do a Fright Night 3, that's how it should start, those two arguing about that. Uh, well, in Fright Night 2, there is no sign of Amy, so... There is no sign of Amy, that's It could true. be like, you know, like the, uh, you know, the before the before Sunrise movies, where it's like every oh. couple of years in their relationship, and, and they're still arguing about when she was dancing with Jerry at the nightclub, <laughs> and she's just like, you're just never going to get over that, are you? And it's like, no, it's like, oh, am I supposed to get over it? Okay, fine. Uh. <laughs> Now I want to do a before-minute series. <laughs> That'll take forever. They're in, they're in marriage counseling now because, yeah. you know. Now this is the second time that Jerry's crushed Charlie's right hand. Well, wasn't it at the wrist the last time? Yeah, go the... but now it's his fingers. How oh, comes he's, we got to pay attention to how much he's using this hand throughout the rest of the movie. Well, he does have a broken leg. So. In real life. In yeah. real life, yeah. We found out. Um, or a broken ankle. Hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this might have been before. You know, this is locations shooting. Right. Um, but, yeah. A pretty crazy bunch of minutes. We made it through, Gina. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, thank you. Thank you for answering my, my all too enthusiastic email. <laughs> I was I was completely sold by the enthusiasm. I was like, yes, <laughs> thank God. I, I'm so glad because just me and him talking about this would have been so weird. We'd just been like Beavis and Butthead. She went on her knees. Uh, that's good. Okay, cool. Well, Gina, thank you so much. And uh, let's just give uh, one more uh, plug for the Kill by Kill podcast that everybody should look up and subscribe to. Yes, you absolutely should. I co-host the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, which we talk about horror movies uh, according to the characters and uh, and the strange little details that happen sometimes in the background. Uh, we finished up a couple months ago the Friday 13th series, and we are uh, now down deep into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, while I'm here, I also write about movies at thespool.net. And if anybody, for whatever reason you want to, wants to follow me on Twitter, I am there under Porcelain72. Rad. And, uh, yeah, Black Gloves, give her a follow. And uh, she'll let you know what's actually going on here. <laughs> I will set you straight, my friend. <laughs> well, thanks thanks again. Uh, Thank you. All right, let's put a stake in this minute. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. And I was Gina. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> <laughs>